Do you need me to turn it up a little bit? No, I think it's fine. It just uh, usually I hear myself in the headphones, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> Let's roll. All right. Shut the fuck up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Flip the Record. Who hurt you this week? You hurt me. Fuck you. <laughs> what are we doing here? Listen, <laughs> listening to a million hours of Seether has <laughs> made me depressed and dark. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it. it <laughs> It certainly brings you down a notch sometimes. Bro, there was I was listening there was one day, I don't I don't remember what day, but I I was like, I fucking can't listen to any more Seether. Like this it's too dark. Or, or not too dark, but like it's every, too heavy. Every song is is uh, you know, about feeling depressed or angry or any, mad at any, somebody. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh there was one day where I was like, Man, like I'm not in a good mood for that. like this is not helping my mood. Like gotta touch grass. I need to put some pop on or something. Like. Oh God! <laughs> really flush it out. But yeah, uh, what's going on? Nah, same old, same old, man. Uh, you know, um, nope. Never mind. I was gonna get into the poker, but I'll let that go. We already talked about it. Um, no, just um, I, I actually had a busy week, man. Just working everything. Um, really off kilter, but getting back on, getting back right, probably tomorrow. Yeah. Um, one funny thing from <laughs> work this week. I w- so I went to the office Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, so I work for I work for a Japanese company, and we have a lot of Japanese employees. So I'm walking up to the office the other day. We got some trees out front, and obviously some wildlife running around. And so there's a couple geese and their goslings sitting under a tree near the front door. Notoriously mean creatures. Geese are fucking miserable animals. The worst. The worst. And so they do that thing when they're pissed off, and you get a little too close to their like goslings, where they're just. Hiss. That's like a snake, but louder. So, anyways, I'm walking up to the office, a uh, little bit of a walk from where I parked, and I see these two Japanese employees come out of the office, and they see the geese. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Look at the little goslings. So they get up probably the distance, maybe a little bit farther than you and I are sitting across from each other, between them and the geese. And the geese fucking start hissing at them. And I'm getting closer. I'm watching all this happen. And they're like, I'm like, oh, my God, they don't know. Because they're, they're hissing, and these people are just happy, taking pictures. Like, Oh, really? Oh, living the life. They had no clue. A hiss is a very distinct sound. You would think that would be enough to scare them away. Like, that's nature, like, natural. Like, hey, fuck off. No. These people were so content to continue taking pictures. So as I get closer, I kind of, like, uh, shouted over to them, like, hey, like, the geese are kind of pissed off. Be careful. And they just kind of, like, give me a quick look, and they're like, ha-ha, okay, thank you, thank <laughs> you. And I was, I, I was like, at this point, what else could I do to help them? And I'm not getting chased by a goose today. So sure as shit, I keep walking. I get almost all the way to the door, and I see the geese start to take <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm like, ha <laughs> You get what you fucking deserve for that one. I tried. I really tried. Yeah, dude, I always like steer clear of those when I'm walking and I and I see one and it like if it especially if it's like yeah with the starts to look and hiss and I'm just like all right like it's not worth it. I I used to be that way. I'm coming around to the point where I want the smoke. I'm just ready to declare war against them. I think it's because when I was younger, like uh, biking to my friend's house, there they were always around like this one plot of trees yeah. and like they chased me one time and i was like ah, i'm not i'm not about to get chased yeah after this i'm good and it was by like five of them so i was like yeah <laughs> it's like one of them it's like all right i, I could i think i could take one but it was like five of them I'm like all right you know what it's not worth it being a pretty avid golfer i've had my fair share of run-ins with geese too of getting chased by them it, 
when, when you're 13, 14 with a, with a nine iron in your hand, I guess the nine iron was actually a pretty decent weapon for those skinny neck motherfuckers. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, run away, run away. No, no, no. I'm kind of over it. Fuck them geese. I want the smoke. I like it. Anyways, <laughs> let me crank up the volume on this, and then uh, I got okay. Two quick stories. Did you talk about that issue with spiders? Um, let me, let's do it next time. Let me listen okay. to it again. Okay. Yeah, like so, yeah, I have, uh, two music-related, music-adjacent stories that I want to talk about from the weekend. Hit it. Uh, the one very, very quality of music. So, we went to Roger's Roost, a local bar on, on oh, Friday. Oh, yeah. How was that? Dude, it was awesome. I like, like it. Yeah. So, they had, they have live music. Uh, started at 8, uh-huh. which is a good time to start Perfect. instead of, like, 9 or 10. Right. The band was fire. Yeah. The, the band name was Paper Covers Rock. I think which, yeah, it was the same one I saw. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then on their dr- the guy's drum set, it was like a picture of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, and their set was was fire. Like they were playing the. It was funny. The first like three songs, every song sounded the same as the one before it. Like they started off with 3 a.m. Matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some of these, I I just know like the the catchy part. I don't actually know yeah, the song right, name. So right. this is the story of a girl. That was a oh, I think it's just story of a girl. Yeah. Yep. And then bare naked ladies. It's all been done. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, and then but they were they were really good. And then they also did, uh, home Philip Phillips, uh, you belong with me. How long? How long? Chili peppers. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know how long? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Free fallen, uh, dig by Incubus. You can only. See when she says she loves me. Uh Broadway by the Goo Goo Dolls, Kryptonite, Three Doors Down, Creep, Radiohead. And then they had a guy come on who I don't know if he was like just at the bar or or what, but he did Santeria. Yo. And it was it was it was a fire cover. That's sick. Uh yeah, they they got like a like a good like ovation once once that was over. Yeah, those guys kick ass. They're loud, high energy, and was the bar like kind of like when I the first time I went there when I saw them it was packed in there. Oh, so no. See, I I was expecting it to be a lot busier and there were a couple people like maybe like s- less than 10 people like dancing in front of the band. Gotcha. And it wasn't it was busy, but it wasn't like there weren't a lot of people like right in front of the band. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um and they also did Semi-Charmed Life, Third Eye Blind, Fire, Hip Hip Weezer, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, which at this point Pat goes it's like in the, the like the second verse, and our friend Pat he goes, "Oh, what's I've never heard this song before. This is good." And I was like, "Pat, I promise you, you've heard this song before." <laughs> and he's like, "No, bro." He's like insisting on. It. I was like, "Dude, there's no way you haven't heard this song." He has a great reservoir of useless knowledge, but when it comes to music, he's such a casual man, <laughs> so casual. Yeah, and then they closed out with, or when we left, uh, just take some time, Jimmy World. Love is what I got. You mean the middle? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm reading off how, what I put in my phone. <laughs> so and you can see how the beers progressed as we read off more and more here. And then uh, Mr. Brightside, the Killers, Sugar Ray, Fly. Uh, and then I think we that was a, their second like set, and they did an intermission, and we left. Sweet. Um, and then one more thing. So we were at the restaurant, and we ordered we ordered food for dinner. So we got pizza, and then Pat and Shane got burgers. Okay. The waitress comes over after, you know, the food is about to come out. The waitress comes over and she goes, just a heads up, you guys are going to get an extra burger. They messed up 
Pat, they messed you know they messed yours up. You're gonna get an extra one. Sweet. So a couple minutes later, the bus boy comes out in with the food, and he's got the messed up burger, and he he like hands it the, or he goes to hand it to Pat, and then they're like, oh, this must be the Pat and and my wife. They're like, oh, this must be the one they messed up, and he's like, oh, they they messed up the burger. Like I'll go back. He starts to take it back. He's like, I'll go get you the correct one. And then Pat and my wife, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The waitress said that uh, we'd get the mess up, too. And he's like, so they bullied him into giving her, giving us the mess up. <laughs> he literally asked. He's like, do you, so you want this? <laughs> I, I, it's a ne- dangerous game to play. I've never seen someone bully a busboy into giving you, like, the mess. <laughs> like, usually when they mess up the food, more often than not, they just, they don't give it to you. Yeah, right. But it was funny because he... Like went to put it down and then brought it back and then he had to ask like he was gonna take it back and he's like so so you guys want me to give this to you and then everyone they're like yes and then he gave it to him which I just thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that again that's a slippery slope you play between like oh they put the wrong kind of cheese on this burger versus like oh this burger fell under the oven. Well no they it was uh, he got a pretzel bun and this was like a regular one uh, okay. so it wasn't okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's. That's honestly, yeah, fuck it. If that's the only problem there was with the burger, then yes. If the waitress said, well, you'll be getting both, then yeah. Yeah. Well, I just got a kick out of it because she like forewarned us uh, <laughs> that we're getting both. And then the bus boy was like, oh, I'll just take it back. And then they, they had to like ask for it. Like, no, we want the mess up too. Well, you know what probably happened there is the bus boy was eyeing that burger down because he probably hasn't eaten since one o'clock in the afternoon. And he knew it was messed up. So all the messed up food ends up going to the bus boys and the dishwashers. Late at night, that's exactly what was happening there. Oh, see, I wasn't thinking of that. that yeah, makes sense. 100%. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did Holly order food? Oh, yeah, we, we split pizza. Yeah, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and then, uh, so the other real quick story I had is they were doing a garage sale in, in the sub, so we went to check it out, yeah. and uh, we get there, and there's, like, this really nice, like, white bike, and I was like, oh, wow, like, this, like, this is a really good like this looks new it's it's nice it's it's got all the bells and whistles okay so i start talking to, to my wife i'm like oh like how much do you think they're asking for this bike and this guy turns around he's looking at the guy had like some vinyl records he's like no 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 like this is my bike he like <laughs> he was riding around in the sub with the bike with his son okay. um and i was like oh all right whatever so then i see that he had like the guy whose garage sale was had a bike so i go over and i was like oh like this is okay this is still a decent bike yeah and uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to – I'll ride it in just a second because uh, I saw the guy had some vinyl records. And I was like, all right, I just want to look at the record to see if I can put one up in the studio. Check it out, yeah. So I turn around to go to the records. And I'm like, all right, there's no one else here. It's just these guys who have bikes, new bikes, and then, you know, me and my wife. So I turn around, and I start flipping through the records. The guy only has – he's got every Neil, Neil Diamond – he's got, like, two of every Neil Di- Diamond on. album on vinyl. And then I don't even recognize the other, like, records. <laughs> Oh, dude, he's – I've truly, in my life, I've never met a hardcore Neil Diamond fan. Oh, th- dude, this guy had every – he had, like, two copies of every every record on vinyl. Listen, Sweet Caroline gets the people going, but uh, maybe that's about it, buddy. Yeah, so I am I start fl- flipping through these, and then this this guy comes. He must have walked or whatever from the suburb. Maybe he dro- – I don't know, whatever. He comes up, and he goes – he does the same thing that I did. He goes, oh, this is a nice bike to the, the other guy's bike. And he goes, no, 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 like, this is my bike. <laughs> So he did the same thing. And then he turns around and he goes, how much for this bike? The bike that I was looking at. Yeah. And the guy's like, 25 bucks. He he gets on it, rides it like five feet and back. He's like, I'll take it. And I was like, fuck. Like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. It was, it was, I played myself by uh, 
by taking a break to go look at the, gotcha, the record. Gotcha. And uh, I've never been so upset about like it wasn't it wasn't even mine, but like losing out on the opportunity. It was a double slap because there was nothing worth taking from the vinyl, and the bike was gone. Exactly. Twenty five bucks too. That's a steal, dude. <laughs> I know. When was the last time you rode a bike though? Well, I don't have one. So, well, actually, I take that back. I, I, uh, I think I borrowed my dad's and rode around the Stony Creek within the last year. Maybe this is a big guy problem, but I'm just not built for bikes anymore. I rode, I rode one last year, and I was like, oh god, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to get uh one that fits you well. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the seat was like too narrow, and it's just I don't want to get too deep into it, but the seat was too narrow. It was a problem. Yeah. So then closing out this story because it was like a sub wide garage sale. Yeah. We were uh, we were driving around to the other garage sales, and two more times, I s- we're like, oh, a garage sale, and we see the same guy and his son, their bikes at the edge of the driveway, oh, God. and I go, oh, they've got bikes, and uh, it happened two more times where like we we got closer, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, it's these two guys again. So they, it was just adding insult to injury. Like I got hit by uh, essentially like four four fake opportunities to buy a bike. That's a car. That's a karmic notice. Like maybe biking isn't in your future today. Yeah, man. It was. <laughs> you just gotta take that one on the chin and move on. Yeah. So <laughs> music adjacent. I thought it was funny. Uh, we could do this all day, but one quick story. I I traumatized my mother from ever having garage sales again. Uh, I've probably told you this before, but maybe seven or eight years ago, I had bought a a GameCube again. Well, I never owned a GameCube. Oh yeah, I think I remember this. Well, I've never owned a GameCube as a kid, but. Maybe seven or eight years ago, I bought a GameCube just to get back into it, you know, have a little fun. And one night, I'm out at work at bartending, and this is probably about a month, month and a half after I bought the GameCube, and my mom's having a garage sale. So I left, like, early afternoon, garage sale's going on, and uh, she went downstairs and grabbed the GameCube because she thought it was, like, old and, like, used, and just grabbed the GameCube, all the games, all my Xbox 360 games. She left the Xbox, but she took all the games, which is even, honestly, borderline worse. Uh, and she sold all of it for, like, 30 bucks. All the games for both and the GameCube for, like, 30 bucks. And it, <laughs> it took me, like, a week and a half to figure out that the fucking GameCube got sold. She didn't, like, she didn't think to mention it or anything. And I finally got into it, and she's like, well, I, I didn't think you'd want that. Did you fucking ask? Well, no, you were at work. And? And, and so ever since, I don't think we've had a garage sale since then, dude. Uh, not the end of the world, but fuck. Not even asking. That's egregious. That was, My mom did that once or twice uh, where she, like, got rid of, like, an old shirt or something or, like, of mine. And Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But then, then we came to understand. I was like, I was like, you cannot do this anymore. Like, well, part, least, just ask. Part of my problem is I'm somewhat of a messy, messy boy. And so occasionally when she goes down into my things, she just starts moving stuff around, which usually works out for my best interest. In this case, got big time fucked. But yeah. uh yeah. All right, garage sales and, and Rogers Roost. Yeah, so today's band uh is actually from South Africa. South Africa, First, Cape Town, I believe. Yeah, so uh this band has over two billion Spotify streams, over a billion YouTube views. Uh, some of their awards that they've won, MTV Africa Music Awards, Best Alternative Artist, 2008, MTV Africa Music Awards, Artist of the Year, 2008, um, 
Billboard charts number one active rock artist. I don't technically know the uh, whether that's an award or a uh, just the kind of like notice. Yeah. yeah, and then the the last one, which is actually pretty cool, is they won an award for artistic expression from the National Council for Behavioral Health, so mental health in 2016. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And I know uh, Sean Morgan, the lead singer of the band, was he was pretty happy about that one. Yeah, and he's gone through some different stuff. He's gone through uh, like addiction problems, self, or I guess like uh, depression problems, stuff like that. Um, so that's pretty cool. They got recognized for something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, see there, man. These guys have been doing it since the late 90s, early 2000s, and they are hard, heavy, in-your-face, new metal. Like, this is, it, you talk about new metal, and this is one of the bands that immediately comes up. Um, it's, so it's kind of like this post-grunge thing, heavier. Th- I, grunge is heavy. This is heavier in a different way. It's just thick, fast, heavy guitar like chords throughout the songs. Um, varying levels of intense vocals. Um, not a ton of like usually new metal. I, I would say they're not super characterized for like crazy guitar playing. So like think like eighties hair metal Van Halen, crazy guitar playing. I would say that's not necessarily the case with new metal. It's just hard and heavy all the way through. Yeah, the lyrics are also hard and heavy all yeah, the way through too. Yeah. There's they don't take any tracks off from having introspective or uh emotional lyrics. Yeah, they got the introspective and emotional, and they got a lot of just fuck you tracks. Yeah, and they only have like gotta be like I don't know ten or less, ten or fewer like uplifting tracks. <laughs> like yeah, where, and, where and those mess- those stand out too. Yeah, I no, I like I like when they do that. Uh, when they have like a p- more positive message. Yeah, but yeah, so the definition of the word see there, I I had to look it up. Uh, it's a person who is in an agitated state, especially one who is internally agitated. Which I Fits think them is very a well. Great, great band name. Yeah, honestly, great band name. Iconic. Uh, do you know where they get their band name? Also, I do not. So, 1994, there's kind of this pop rock band called Veruca Salt that puts out a a hit single called Seether, and oh, that's oh okay, that's yeah, yeah. the genesis for the name of the band. Okay, because they they end up covering that song. Yes. Okay. Yes. Later in their uh, catalog. Yes, which is a cool ode to them. Um, but I I until researching the band, I I always thought that it was a weird like confluence because just in everyday talk, you don't really hear anybody say the word seether. Right. That, that's why I had to look it up. I was like, man, I know I know like the the genesis of what the word is. Like it, I can I can. You can feel it out. Yes, but I I'm like I don't think I've ever heard anyone say this. Nobody it's, says this. Yeah. Um, so it's just a cool thing. But originally, this wasn't their first name either. They were formed as a band called Sarin Gas, uh, which I believe is like a chemical weapon. Um, then a couple years later, um, they switched up some of the some of the band members. And also, as see, they've had a quite a handful of band member switches. Um, I guess with with Sean Morgan being there for the whole time. Um, but yeah, they started as Farin- Sarin Gas from 1999 through 2001. And then uh, they released their first album, a Caesar, in two thousand two. Yeah, can I can I get one more? Let me give a fun fact real quick. Yeah, I just have to find it in my notes. I just added this one. So, Sean Morgan, his his actual name is Sean Morgan Velgamut, mm-hmm. but he decided to go by Sean Morgan because Americans couldn't pronounce his real name. Yeah, uh, it's something we'll talk about on the second album, but. Afrikaans is a confusing language, and it sounds jumbled. Yeah, so 
yeah, with with that, do you want to get into disclaimer? Disclaimer, disclaimer two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, 2002, Seether puts out their first album, Disclaimer. This features the first 12 tracks of what will eventually become Disclaimer two. Um, Disclaimer had mild success. Uh, Fine again, Gasoline. Um, I'm forgetting one here, but Broken. Broken. Thank you. Broken, the original version. Um, they had mild success with that. The record label asked them to go back, spice up Broken a little bit, um, do a few more things. And so eventually, Disclaimer 2 is the original 12 tracks of Disclaimer with eight new tracks on the end, which includes Broken with Amy Lee. Yeah, so on Disclaimer 1 and 2, Sean Morgan actually said he didn't want to go back and like re-record all the songs. Yeah. But he was like, the label essentially was pressuring us into doing it. So we just said, whatever, we'll do it. Which... I mean, of course you don't like. You just released your first album. Why would you want to go back and re-record all those songs? Like, if you're you're ready to make more music. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's something that he's struggled with through his whole career is like dealing with the labels. Um, I remember there was a point a few years ago here was like just kind of like fuck it, I'm tired of dealing with all this. Um, like I'll create my own music, but I I don't want to deal with record labels telling me what to do on my music anymore. Um, and so yeah, this is <laughs> this is the first uh, I guess attack in that in that series of events but uh disclaimer two is the album you'll see on apple and spotify so it's got like a kind of a strange cover all their covers are weird weird but artistically cool yeah they got some eerie ones they got some eerie weird album covers but like rock art as rock art goes i think these are some of the cooler album covers <laughs> i don't like some of them so yeah some of them i don't like and some of them i really like yeah. Um, disclaimer two, I think it's just kind of a mid. Dis- disclaimer one is like the most uh, average, <laughs> like you know, heavy rock album one hundred and one cover of all time. Yeah, it's just that girl on the beach holding up the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so this album kicks off with gasoline, which is a it's popular in terms of the streams. Uh it's a it's a heavy, what I would call aggressive song to kick off the album. It, it's not. Uh, not one of my favorites, but I, I guess a lot of people like this one. So I guess now is a great time to ask the question that I've been thinking about for weeks. Is Seether heavier than you thought they were going to be or lighter than you, they thought you were going to be? Uh, so that, that's a good question because I think you came in with a bit of a preconceived notion that this was like a borderline heavy metal band. But correct me if I'm wrong. Well, no. So the songs I had saved by them before doing this were Same Damn Life, Fake It. And I might have had um. I might have had one more, but I I didn't think they were. I actually thought they were more heavy than when I thought they were. Okay. Because of the saved songs. Gotcha. Because I gotcha. literally only, I had like three saved songs. So they're heavier than you thought they were gonna be. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. And cigarette or cigarette, uh, gasoline, gasoline. Sets a fucking tone. It's the first song in the first album, and they're not they're not shying away from anything. The guitar's heavy. The guitar's fast. The vocals are heavy and fast. The drums are heavy and fast. It's it's everything in your face all at once. Yeah, and the the lyrics I, I had this noted down. That there's some gross lyric. Like when I saw that beauty queen wash her painter face on, I want to be the one unclean that she wipes her ass on. Want to waste her monthly blood. Want to get some on my love. Want to get some gasoline and burn the house down. Yes, and so this is this is a great precursor for what a lot of Seether songs are gonna be. Um, I really, really like this song. I could see if this was a little too heavy for some people, but this is a banger opener. I'm sure when we post clips for this, especially the top 10, 
the hardcore Seether fans will be like, who the hell is this guy? Because I, I tend to like some yeah. of the, the lighter yeah, ones. Yeah, absolutely. You're just solid rock uh, alternative. Yeah. Like, Seether's on the edge of, like, too if heavy. it gets a little bit heavier, like, I don't want to listen to it. And there's definitely some songs in here I was like, oh, boy, he probably just skipped this after he heard, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> um, no, I, I forced myself to listen to him, but, but yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't take anything away from you if you didn't, because, like, we mentioned on Foo Fighters, I basically... I, I I didn't no I did. I forced myself to listen to that heavy metal album. It was miserable. So Yeah. I wouldn't blame you if you did. Yeah, so I, I like the next song. Uh yeah. funny I don't know, maybe not funny, but just a weird title, sixty nine T. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the title has to do with so anything, but I, I read it on one site and I don't know if this is real or not, but it said it's a play on words for 69. society. Uh oh, okay. I, but I could see I, it. I, I don't know. It's a stretch, but I could see it. Yeah, I I, I thought it was kind of a stretch. <laughs> I mean, they put 69 in numbers. Like, that's – this feels like one of those goofball, like, oh, this would be a funny name. <laughs> it's funny because the the lyrics of the song are actually – they're kind of deep. Yeah. He, he In the song, he challenges Jesus to get off the cross and actually – he says, save me in the song, but, you know, save him. Um. So, you know, showing disbelief in, in yeah. religion. It's a – I mean, it's a – it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a tune down to a more solid Seether range. And so now's a, a good time for me to mention, too. I'm going to m- kind of mention Seether going, like, hard and soft throughout uh, in terms of sound. But the softest Seether gets is really, like, a solid rock, like, level. Like, they don't really get into, like, a soft rock or, like, a... They have a few ballads, I guess, but even their ballads, a lot of them are chunky and kind of heavy chords mixed in. Um, yeah. So when I say like the the so- the song is like softer, it's not that it's soft. It's just soft relative to some of their other stuff. Right. So yeah, some of the lyrics from this one that are cool. Lonely in this white room, there are pads everywhere. Chafing straight jacket, I won't die in there. Save me smiling Jesus, get off that cross. Hate me screaming masses, I don't care if I'm lost. Don't tell me you're all better. Yeah, man. Crazy. These first five tracks, I love them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a fire the, opener. The next, the next track, this is one of my... One of my all-time favorite Seether songs. One of the singles, one of the hits. Fine again. Yes. It's a very emotional song on dealing with the loss of of someone or something that's very close to you and and kind of coping with that loss. Yeah, yeah. This is a cool song. Uh, I what I really like about this song is the, how the guitar matches the vocal. Like it during the chorus, the the guitar hits on the same notes that that Sean is singing on. And it's also got this, like, cool, like, drowned out sound to it. I don't know how else to put that. Um, it's not like the – there are the chunky chords, but the opener is kind of these, like, sharp, uh, melodic, like, notes that are just kind of, like, left out. Um, and it's it's a really cool sound. Yeah, that that is kind of a good point that it does match. Like, he matches match. it right up. He's like uh... – how everything's gonna be fine yeah, yeah. the guitar kicks in on yeah that. it just adds a bit of emotion to his vocals and uh, you know one of the things that i think sometimes uh, a fair criticism of seether might be that the music drowns out the vocals in certain cases um but this is one where it matched in per- perfect harmony it just made a masterpiece yeah and th- this is one of the most relatable songs just uh about getting over a relationship and the lyrics are are, are pretty plain and simple but powerful like they say it's over and I'm fine again. Yeah, try to stay sober. It feels like I'm dying here. And I am aware now of how everything's going to be fine. One day too late. I'm in hell. I'm prepared now. Seems everything's going to be, everyone's going to be fine. One day too late just as well. 
Yeah, and so I think, uh, you know, he there will be many songs like this in terms of message. This is maybe the nicer he's put it. Yeah, and this is, uh, relative to Seether, this is softer. Yeah, a little bit. Yep, for sure. Um, next is Needles. Needles is another really, really good song. Just, like, solid Seether, heavy, chunky chords, uh, catchy chorus. Good shit here. Same thing with the next song, Driven Under, honestly. I, I really like Driven Under. I really like it's, Driven this Under. This is a, it's, it's a little bit, uh, slower in terms of, like, how fast the instruments are playing. Right, right. Um, and telling the story of, like, a broken relationship. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what's cool, let me see if I have, yeah, so in, in this song, he, like, mentions throughout the song, then she told me she had a gun. It sounded like she used it once before on him. It's so like yeah. from a from a previous relationship, and whether the whether the gun is uh you know physical violence or physical abuse or emotional whatever it yeah, is yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a, a cool metaphor metaphor yeah for sure for sure, and so like the first verse the protagonist questions whether or not the other person realizes that they're like faking happiness in the relationship, mm-hmm. uh, and then the chorus is when they introduce like oh you know, uh, she told me she had a gun, and then the second verse starts with I, I guess you know I'm faking. Uh, and then the bridge ends up going with, we have to succumb to the feelings we can never face. I need you. I breathe you. I can't go through this all again. And then the last line of the song goes, she wants to use it on me now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy like little turn at the end there where you're like, oh, he's telling this story about this like woman who's whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, I'm in the situation. Fuck. Uh, and, and it also like the music just kind of drifts off from that point. Like, there's no more playing. He just lets the chords hang out. Yeah, this is a uh, catchier one, too. Oh, 100%. Yep. Fine again in this song. Catchy, catchy, catchy. Um, I think now's a good time to bring up Broken. Let's do Broken now, and then we'll skip around. You don't want to just... Yeah, I mean, we could. Go in order? We could go in order. Um, uh, I, we, I, we can do Broken. That's fine. So I th- Yeah, I think we should do Broken now and then skip around for the rest, because there's so much here. Okay. So... There's two versions of Broken. The The last track on Disclaimer 1 is Broken. Um, just Broken. It's Seether's version of Broken. It feels a little bit like it's missing something when you listen to it. Um, even if you haven't heard the Amy Lee like add-on version, it feels like it's kind of missing something. Yeah, I disagree. I like this version more than the other one. Really? I, it's an, this version is what I would call an acoustic masterpiece. It's really good. No, I, no doubt. It's not like a... By a bad song by any means. I I I guess I don't know if it's. I think it's because it's so personal to to Sean, and it sounds really good on acoustic. And then for the other version, they bring in Amy Lee, and it's. Uh, I don't know if it just feels. It's still really powerful, but it, I don't know. I just like it. the The original version feels it's like it's more personal. I I think part of what happens on Broken the original is there's no, like, background vocals in the chorus, and it's just him singing. And I think if he had, like, even his guys in the band doing background vocals through the chorus on the original version, it would bring it up to that level. But I think that's part of what it's missing. And so when you get Amy Lee on the mix, that's what it brings, part of what it brings to the table, although I think she does a phenomenal job in the verses, too. Part of it is that the the chorus just sounds fuller. Um, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't disagree with that. And I, I just want to say, either version of the song is yeah, is going to be my favorite song by Seether. Like I, I love this song. Yeah, it's an amazing song. Um, I, uh, I guess I just like the it's like a more intimate, acoustic, personal feeling. Um, but 
I have both songs saved. If either one comes on shuffle, it will get listened to. Yeah, hundred percent. Song about a uh, song about people who are like like two halves of the same pair, um, and really don't function like a hundred percent without each other. Yeah. So the story behind this song, the original when when Sean wrote this song, when C- before Seether moved to America, he was married and had a kid in in South Africa, mm-hmm. and his wife at the time was like, "I'm not coming with you to America." So he essentially had to leave the, his wife at the time and then his daughter behind in South Africa. Damn. So he wrote the song about – it's for his daughter. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I always th- took it as kind of a relationship song because he was so – when Amy Lee does the, the remix or whatever, um, they're dating at the time. Right. Yeah. So, so I always kind of took it that way. Yeah. So I have uh, – this, this is actually a quote from Amy Sean. Amy Lee, lead singer of Evanescence for, for the listeners. Yeah, so from Sean, I wrote it for my daughter. She was just born and I had to come to the United States. It's about leaving somebody behind. You know it's a really painful thing to do, and ultimately you're looking to the future saying, we'll see each other again and everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah, that that's and, a cool way of summing it up. And the song starts off with, I wanted you to know I love the way you laugh. I want to hold you high and steal your pain away. I keep your photograph. It serves me well. I want to hold you high and steal your pain because I'm broken when I'm open. Uh, obviously in the course yeah and so he does a masterful job going through his range uh, he doesn't have a wild range but he does he goes through the whole thing and drips emotion on every word um which is maybe a bit uncommon for most of his catalog yeah this this song for sure is a standout in terms of just raw emotion yeah like he gets emotional in like an angry sense a lot but not necessarily like this um it's really really fucking cool yeah, so uh anything else you wanted to say on the the Amy Lee version? Uh I just I she has a beautiful voice too. I really really like the add on there. Um her verse is is bone chilling in my opinion. I love her verse Unbroken. She does awesome, she's awesome in the chorus like I said they fill that chorus up together. Um Yeah, I just love it. Yeah, la- last thing on this. It's not often that you redo a version of your old of an older song that you make in the the new version gets more popularity than the original. And, and and they're both are still heavily played on the radio. Yeah, I can think of a couple examples maybe. I mean, there's a Strut song that I really like, uh, Body Body Talks, and they do a version with Kesha, and that ended up being like the pop version that you saw on TV and stuff. Um, there's not too many. No, you're right. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. And first, first album, man. Wow, what a, what a hit. Yeah, so you want to skip around here for the yeah, rest? Yeah, for here, uh, take your pick. So there's 20 songs on this album, so you know, pick some of your favorites. Let's, go, let's get into it. Okay, yeah, let me just scroll back up here. Oh, okay, so Sympathetic. This is another one of my favorites off, off this album. Kind of makes sense, yep. It's a soft, like, pretty acoustic-sounding song. It kind of contrasts with the rest of the album, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, less broken and maybe fine again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's again. It's just it's it shows like a vulnerable side of of Sean and uh, trying. The song is about trying to comfort someone who's who's suffering. Yeah, you hit all my notes there. Cool song, not one of my favorites, but cool song for sure. The next song. So I kind of mentioned uh, this to you a few days ago about how I thought Seether kind of has like a Nirvana feel to it. Your bore is the first song in this album that I kind of get that. Although maybe fine again if you think about it, but um, your bore gave me like hard nirvana vibes um it's a little bit softer with that heavy chorus i'm always talking about with seether but um i i just think this is like a 
this is a solid seether track that you're going to hear on all the albums throughout um and it it just i don't know something about it well so they did say that nirvana is one of their influences yeah and that makes a ton of sense so yeah so in uh your bore is about like essentially in a relationship wanting to please someone so bad until you realize that they don't really care yeah and then just like just just like being like oh like this like this sucks like it's not life isn't worth like it's not worth it to try and pursue this relationship yeah yeah that's kind of the essence of the song 100 percent um and uh yeah just the lyrics to back that up because i can't seem to show you what you want to see i can never give you anything you need i'm sick of wasting time on what can never be i cannot control you into wanting me yeah yeah cool song yeah cigarettes stood out to me so that's track 14 so that's the new stuff okay i don't i don't i didn't have any notes on that oh okay yeah actually i have one note Go it ahead. sounds like a pop punk song but heavier yeah so this song's about fitting in when like cigarettes Kinda makes sense so this album was what 2002 and then 2004 for the yeah this yeah. was 2004 so yeah, yeah cigarettes were still more popular than what they are now this was back when you could smoke in restaurants still yeah so the the lyric here they suck you in like cigarettes while hanging you out to dry yeah making you feel like a hypocrite because you cannot lie Maybe let me play a, a snip of this guitar because, th- like, that's where I, as soon as I heard the guitar, I was like, this is just tuned down pop punk. You know what I'm saying? And even the lyrics kind of have the same, like, themes that pop punk kind of digs into, too. There's a few other songs like this later on. Wasteland kind of comes to mind where it doesn't necessarily have the the sound, but it's got the same kind of themes. Um, Although maybe, I I don't know, I'd have to listen to it a few more times maybe, but same kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Let me see what else we got here. Um. Oh, uh, Fade Away. You like like that one? Fade Away, where would I put that? It's fine. I don't dislike it. It's a a pretty sad song. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that, right. Yeah, slow, softer. Um, it's it's a to me it's a song about like a relationship, realizing that relationship is gonna end. So he's like, in the song he says, "I want to be there when you cry and when you're down. I'll help you fly. I want to be the one you need. I want to be the one you breathe." Yeah. And then the chorus, he goes, "Today's the day will fade away." Oh, yeah. It's, and then uh, later in the song it's, "But I'm coming back and I'm taking back everything I can. It's breaking me up and tearing me up. It's all I have." So it's like. Kind of in that part of relationship when you're like, you want to make it work and you still love the person, but you know that it's not going to work. Yeah, and again, this is another another key note through a lot of the songs where it's like relationships that are ending and the things that kind of go on with that. And so this will be something that will revisit throughout the catalog. Exactly. Um, another cool song here. I like the last track. Well, not the last track, but almost the last track. Hang on. Uh, track 19. It's just this, like, it gets right back to their roots. Cool, like, heavy, or not heavy metal, but, like, new metal, just solid seether back at the end. Um, I almost kind of, I don't know. I feel like Broken should be the first song on the second set a little bit. Like, this would be a cool way to close out the album, but Broken's also a sick way to close out the album. Yeah, I like I like Hang On as well. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I, there's not much else I could say. Like, a lot of these songs are pretty similar. Um, uh, I, I do have one I want to talk about. I don't necessarily like the song that much, but it was an interesting story behind it. Love Her. Love Her. 
Yeah, so the lyrics from this, you could love her if you paid, you could have her every day, you could love her if you prayed, you could have her every way. Oh. Uh, down on her knees, she wept on the floor, this hopeless life, she wanted no more, dead in her mind and cold to the bone, she opened her eyes and saw she was alone. Another one I got the Nirvana feel from. Yeah, so Sean actually wrote this song about one of his previous girlfriends. Uh, according to him, she was became a prostitute around the age of 12, which Jesus is crazy. Christ. And uh, came from a rich family. And just a quote from him. Think about it. If you are a beautiful woman, you can get anything you want from this world. And that's sad because you have no talent other than that your parents, uh, other than that your parents that fucking were pretty. I might have messed up that quote, but yeah, just a, I don't know, just a sad song, I guess. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I've heard uh, Gene Simmons kind of talk about stuff like this before where he's like, yeah, women should use just use everything they have to the best of their ability. Why can't they use their sexuality to like monetize themselves? Da 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 da. Talking about like, like the old adages about like sports sideline reporters and shit like that, you know. Um, which I guess is kind of a, a different take on what Sean's talking about there, but kind of the same. It's still weird, like a s- strange hill to die on. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm good jumping to Carmen Effect. Yeah, yeah, I was okay. already scrolled over. So okay. so I I just want to start off. I don't really like this album as much as some of the other ones in Seether's catalog. Heavier, really heavy. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. This album cover is the first like really like horror element. This is the first like scary movie cover. Um, it's just a picture of a a woman with like bl- not even bloodshot eyes, like life draining out of her black eye, fully black eye, and she's got like these metallic pipes stuck into her head. It's a weird, weird album cover. Um, but yeah, maybe that kind of sets the tone for this album. And kicking it off with Because of Me is, again, no no holds barred here. Yeah, Strong, heavy as fuck. Good, except for the screaming for me. Yeah, they're a lot of screaming. They, they kicked up the screaming on this album a little bit, and that's not going to stop next either. Um, but Because of Me, I, I don't think it's, uh, it's not as good as Gasoline, I don't think, in my opinion, but it's it's a fine opener. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I do really like the next song, Remedy. Remedy. So I didn't think you, this kind of reminds me a little bit of One Step Closer. It's just kind of got that same feel. <laughs> I I could see that a little bit. Um, where like it's just a good hard rock song throughout, and then all of a sudden Sean's screaming at the end. Yeah. So I think I like this because uh, this is this is lyrically this is a really cool song. Like this song's about addiction. Uh. And the remedy is is the metaphor for the addiction. Yeah, really catchy chorus, uh, really heavy vocals, heavy guitar, cool fucking song here. One of the hits off this album. Yeah, so uh, in the song, frail the skin is dry and pale, the pain will never fail, and so we go back to the remedy, is you know getting high. Mm-hmm. Clip the wings that get you high, just leave them where they lie, and tell yourself you'll be the death of me. So yep. Just fighting addiction. Yep. Which yep. Is really cool. Yeah, fucking sick song. Um. Follows that up with a few other songs I like. I like Truth. I like The Gift. I like Burrito. Yeah, uh, I th- I think we should talk about. We can skip Burrito. But we, let's talk about uh, Truth and The Gift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Truth is different. It, it for me it feels different. At least at this point in their catalog, it starts off with kind of just a plucky guitar, um, and Sean more or less talking into the mic. Uh, if I gave you the truth, da 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 da. And that's just kind of like the first 25 seconds, 30 seconds of the song. And then it gets heavy as fuck again. Uh, another banger off this album. 
Yeah, so this song's about the struggle of trying to be honest with yourself and others, which is really cool. Yeah, another another theme he he visits throughout. Yeah, and uh, the gift is another one that's it's a pretty powerful song. Yes, yes, a little bit softer, um, a little bit felt happier. Yeah, so I, the gift I, it's the gift itself is up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the music video for this song? No, I haven't seen the music video. Okay, so the music video. The video is about a man who kills a young girl in a car crash. Jesus. And then each year, so he kills a girl in southern Mexico, and each year on the Day of the Dead, he visits the, uh, like the crash site, like where it took place, mm-hmm. and spends the night there. Meanwhile, the ghost of the girl that he killed goes to the town uh, to visit with her father and sister. Uh, and as he's driving to the spot on the road where she was killed, he sees the ghost walking on the side of the road. Whoa. And the ghost of the girl leaves candy skulls representing her forgiveness on the man's uh, bed. So the gift is in the music video is the life that he took and the forgiveness that's given to him. Yeah. Right. Cause he could have just kind of uh, drowned away his life into sorrow and misery after that. It's something so tragic, but yeah, getting that forgiveness from, from the ghost, I guess that's uh, a pretty, that's the first uplifting song I think in the whole catalog. Yeah, so some of the lyrics from this song, I'm so afraid of the gift you give me. I don't belong here. I'm not well. I'm so ashamed of the lie I'm living right on the wrong side of it all. Hold me now. I need to feel complete like I matter to the one I need. Mm-hmm. So my interpretation from those lyrics are the gift is like love. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's different from the music video, but yeah, no, r- I, really cool song either way. I love it. Yep. Three. Yeah. Well, I like burritos, too. So four really, really good songs to start off this album. Um. I'll quickly on burrito, just another heavy, thick song. Um, menacing, like slow, picky guitar through the verses, but then back into the heavy choruses. Classic Seether kind of a model. Uh, really cool. My one of my favorite deep cuts, I'd say. Yeah. So I don't really have any note. Like midway, the middle of this album, I have very few notes. Yeah, on. it just kind of feels like a there's there's a few nonsense like titles. Uh, like burrito. What's a fuck? Oh, although I do, I did want to uh, talk about Plastic Man. Yeah, so let's let's talk about it. Go okay, ahead. so some of the let, let me start off with some of the lyrics. So some of the lyrics are: "Someday I know I'll find my place. Someday I know this pain will fade. Someday I'll find my place. Someday I'll sing my last refrain." Uh, this it's the song kind of sounds like neglect, maybe in like a relationship setting. Uh, but what I want to say is, it's an eight-minute song. But it only goes until three minutes and thirty seconds. Like I don't understand why they released it as an eight-minute song. Yeah, str- there's a strange ending to this album. This song, and then back to back with "Home Sob Met My." Yeah. So, do you know why they they chose to do that? No, I have no clue why they chose to do that. Uh, that just feels like they were in the studio and they're like, you know what, fuck it, this is gonna be the last song. And then they came back another day and recorded "Home Sob Met My," and were like, nah, we should end with this. Yes, it's just weird. Like they didn't do any instrumentals or anything; it just cuts. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking weird. Yeah, um, I don't. Hang on one second. Yeah. Okay. Um. Other than that, though, it, it's a little bit softer. Uh, I kind of took it as like a person dealing with a partner who can't fully appreciate them, and they just feel like they're living this like hollow, living through this hollow relationship where the other can't like appreciate them, them for who they really are. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's a good metaphor for the the you know yeah. being about the the plastic. Yeah, man. you're just a shell to to your partner or whatever. Yeah, there's several songs that go along that line mm-hmm. in in their catalog. Yeah, that's too. part of one of the 
or I guess some of the repeated themes. Um, it's a good song. It's it's cool at the end, I guess. Like it's in a very good spot in the album. Um, little heavy and strange that they made this an eight and a half minute song. But I guess while we're while we're here, let's let's talk about Komsan Metmai. This translates. So this is Komsan Metmai is Afrikaans for "Come with me." Um, <laughs> the first three lines in the song are in English. He goes, or I guess maybe the first two. Um, the third line, I think he starts in Afrikaans. He goes, uh, he's just, they're in the studio just kind of bullshit. And he goes, hey, what are we doing here? Uh, okay, okay, a jazzy one. And then gets right into the Afrikaans. Um, I pulled up the translation here. The, oh, oh, nah. Yeah, this whole song is just like, hey, the album's over. Let's go drink beer. Um, the first verse, come with me, we'll leave the past behind, da 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 it's the end of the record, come with me, we want to make it all better. Verse two, uh, da 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 this album's over, and we want cold beer, come drink with me, there's so much to talk about, come with me, we want to make it all better. That's the whole song. That's cool. <laughs> it's just a little tag on the end for, like, a South African people that are like, hey, you know what, this is a fun way, like, we've been so fucking heavy and, like, deep on this whole album, let's, let's just go drink some beer. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I did not look up the translation. That's funny, though. Cool little ending to that. Um, Some of the other tracks on this album. Go back to my notes here. Maybe a couple others I want to talk about. Um, Another one where I got the Nirvana feel was I'm the One. It's just this classic new metal song. Heavy, crunchy, uh, high tempo. Same kind of thing I was talking about before with getting that Nirvana essence to it. Um. Never Leave has a sick kind of like guitar lick throughout, uh, crisp notes, like in the beginning and then throughout the song. Uh, I really like some of that. Um, let's see. Songs I wasn't a fan of, Tongue, Diseased. Yeah, I did not like Diseased. I actually did like Tongue. Yeah, Tongue, I, my, my note was meh again. Yeah. Diseased, I, Disjointed was the best way I could put it. That felt like he was talking like this the entire song. Yeah, definitely a weird um cadence or like yeah, cadence. cadence. Um, yep. just wasn't a big fan. But uh yeah, I mean fifteen, fourteen tracks here. Uh, again, <laughs> we we talked earlier this they got some long albums. And to their credit, right? They have eight out al- seven official albums, I guess maybe eight, and not a whole lot else on their catalog. Um, but they fill it off. Yeah, they do a lot of uh, deluxe editions of their albums, too. Yeah, you could say that Disclaimer 2 is basically a two-album set. Yeah. And then you could say at the end that um, that last album, I, I'm not even going to try cur- it. Curiosities, Rarities. No, and, no, the oh. last album. It is... Uh, oh, the Parabellum. CV's Passem Parabellum. Yeah. That's also a two-record a two release. Yeah. Um, just a lot, a lot of music for seven albums, eight albums, whatever. Yeah, so we want to jump to Finding Beauty in Negative Spaces. Yes, I love this album. Love it, love it, love it, top to bottom. This is a really good album. So uh, before this album, Sean's brother, Eugene, had committed suicide. Yeah. So the, uh, this album and then some of the songs specifically are, are dedicated to him. Another uh, sad chapter. I, uh, Sean's gone through a lot, and that's just a, uh, another uh, thing that happened to him here. But um, there's a really nice touching tribute to him on this album, yeah. Yeah. Um, opens up with like suicide. It's kind of similar to some of the other openers. Um, but I think it's a little softer than the open. So it it's just mid level when it starts and then gets right into that heavy shit uh, towards the like middle end. Um, 
song about a, a woman who just tears down her man who's like being toxic, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of my note. It being being with someone that doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's coming over like a suicide, and it's the same old trip. The same old trip as before. Facts. Yeah. Uh, the next song to hit off this album, "Fake It," hard, heavy, everything you love about Seether here. It's a it's a classic. Yeah, so Sean actually said some of this song was inspired by Los Angeles, and some of it was inspired by his sister, who at the time was 15, and, and he said that kind of represents, the song is representative of what he considers kids today. Uh, it's sad that being an individual makes you an outcast as far as kids are concerned. Kids con- are concentrated on physical appearance instead of personality. That's another thing he'll touch on a few other songs, is just like having this individuality, and I think he's a very, like, not eccentric, but... Um, I think maybe he, he didn't fit in so much as a kid. He was kind of a different kind of kid. Um, and that reflects in his music where he talks about like, not so much loneliness, but being an outcast. Yeah. So the lyrics from this song, who's to know if your soul will fade at all. The one you said sold the fool, the fool, the world, you lose your self-esteem along the way. Uh, in the music video for this song, are you familiar with the music video? No. So the music video shows a shoot of a music video. (laughs) <laughs> and uh okay. there's like various send- settings that kind of blend together to show that different music video like staples uh are faked in some way through plops pro- excuse me props and or like green screens yeah so in the music video they're you know they're jamming and then it starts snowing for no reason and then there's lots of girls and then the backdrop shows it's just a set <laughs> it's pretty cool i have to check that out it's goofy for 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 you know it fits the the meaning of the song yeah yeah i mean it's a that sounds like a spoof of exactly what he's talking about <laughs> oh man i like yeah, it yeah so definitely check it out and then it gets heavy breakdown is this like thick emotional heavy not like heavy not heavy in the sense of the music although the music is somewhat heavy uh just really deep and emotional track um it they they start out kind of slow and heavy and pick up to like mid and heavy um but Sean's dripping emotion off every line towards the chorus and the end yeah so this song people speculate it's either about Amy Lee or a different girlfriend mm-hmm. uh it's and Sean actually said he didn't one he didn't expect this song to to kind of blow up yeah. this was one of the hits off the album yep and two he said he just wrote it to air out his feelings after like a relationship that ended Makes sense. And yeah, so I mean the the lyrics, so break me down if it makes you feel right. So break me down and hate me now if it keeps you all right. Yeah, just just taking it, taking it, just get it over with. I'm done. Just yeah. just let it all out and then we'll be done. Yeah, the, another standout track. Yeah, really really cool. Couple of uh a couple of deep cuts before we get to the next one. Fuck me like you hate me. I think that's just a good hard heavy song. One of my gym songs for sure. Um this feels like so finding beauty in negative spaces is all about relationships and, uh, you know, trying to f- that little needle in the haystack, trying to find the good parts of, of getting out of these shitty relationships or situations or whatever. Um, Fuck Me Like You Hate Me is just a song that's like, hey, listen, the relationship was bad, but the sex was awesome. Um, That's just a fun track. Fallen, uh, another good one. I, I really like uh, the, the riff in this one. I like the chorus in this one. Um, one of the better deep cuts they got, in my opinion. About plastic surgery. Really? Well, uh, yeah. Some of the I don't. I didn't note the lyrics, but I think he 
He definitely mentions it in the song. I believe. Um. Yeah, I guess he's like talking about a woman like doing the same thing. It's kind of the same thing as before with plastic or not plastic man. Uh, um, fake it. Um, woman yeah. like dressing up to make her look better than she is. Uh, they got injection for the facial lines, break out the scalpel, keep the nose defined. Um, da 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 da. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. More, I think it's more in line with fake it. Uh, it's not, it's, you know, it's not about plastic surgery. It's about, uh, you know, women and I guess people and men can get plastic surgery. People doing things to keep up appearances. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next song is another standout track. Standout track. Rise above it. I mean, this has to be about his brother. That yeah, committed yeah. Suicide. This is what I was talking about. Um. In, yeah, so in the lyric, call your name every day when I feel so helpless. I've fallen down, but I'll rise above this, rise above this. Yeah, this is kind of their first delve into what I would say is pop rock. Um, it, I mean, th- this fits the essence of finding beauty in, in negative spaces, like the album title and, and kind of what it's about perfectly. Yeah, I'm reading right here. Rise Above This, written for Eugene L- Welgmond was released as a single and reached the number one spot on Modern Rock Track. Da, 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 da. Um, it, it's kind of ironic that this this album is finding beauty in negative spaces, and then this song becomes such a beautiful song amid the negative situation he finds himself in. Obviously, the song has, has some some like essence of that as well. The meaning of the song has some essence of that. But then on top of that, the song itself becomes some some speck of beauty on top of it. Yeah, this is one of those songs that uh can definitely, you know, empower you. Hundred percent. This this could this could apply to a lot of different things. Not just it's not just about the, the suicide. Right. This is just a an uplifting motivation kind of song. Hundred percent. Um, and then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of deep cuts here until we get to the end. Uh, a couple of the ones I really like. No Jesus Christ is hard and heavy again. On the on the workout playlist, um, eyes of the devil, same kind of thing. Walk away from the sun is a little different. I, I really like. This I song. really like this song too. So it's about trying to walk away from people that you know are going to end up hurting you. Yeah. So that's, that's the metaphor, you know, walk away from the sun. Right, hundred percent. Uh, it's slower. It's kind of just mid. Like this is one of the ones where I was talking about like his vocals don't necessarily always pop off the screen. Um, it's fine, but I, I think the music way out outperforms the vocals here. Sure. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, so he's like fading with every day. You could have been the next, should have been the next one. Just, yeah. 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 Heavy. Like this is borderline screaming chorus. Um, but he like, he tunes it to the right like point before he goes too far. I think, uh, given the music is like slower and lower. Um, just a really cool deep cut. Definitely. Um, did I write anything else down here before we get to it? Um, yeah, I mean, the rest of it, like, Don't Believe, Waste, both good songs. Um, so I'm sure you want to talk about yeah. Careless Whisper? Yeah, we'll talk about it. So we, we've talked about Careless Whisper already. Um, this is the, the George Michael Wham cover. Um, God, this is emotional, man. I And I think it's it's kind of this, like, sweet, like, haunting song that perfectly wraps up this album um where where he's he's gone through all this different shit and now this is a song where he's seeing the songs of kind of the chorus is about uh the main character like getting one last dance with his his girlfriend his wife is whoever um and then it's over 
and kind of walking away, moving on. Um, and and that you could kind of wrap that up in, into Sean being like, listen, I've had all this shit happen to me. We've had all these these good things uh, mixed into these horrible situations. This is one last dance, and then we're done. We're moving on to the next. Yeah, you you said it perfectly. the The placement of the song in the album is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, and it's a like, and it's a great cover. It's a fan. It's a weird cover. Uh, it is a great cover, but it like they do it so differently. It's I told you last week. Um, the George Michael Wham version is so poppy, so upbeat with the horns. This is all guitars, like, and they're like om- ominous, ominous and eerie and like stretched out and distorted. It's it's really strange, but they do a great job, like bringing it all together. Yeah, this is uh one of those cross genre covers that you don't Works. know you need until <laughs> until you listen to it. Fire, um, God, I love this album, man. Uh, uh, we didn't talk about it, but this is another one of the, like the horror genre covers. Um, the album cover is like this this doll of a girl, um, and she's kind of got her, like a a kimono pulled open to see just a rib cage. Creepy. Um, but yeah. again, I I think this falls in like. If you're into that like horror rock stuff, this is a cool fucking album cover. Um, I don't know if it's for me or not. I've kind of debated it back and forth, honestly, but um, still interesting at least. Yeah. So, you want to get into holding on to strings? Better left to pray. Yep. Twenty twelve. Another album cover, and this isn't so much horror as it is just strange. So this album cover, it's uh, I would describe it as almost like um. Something you it's like a biblical almost like something you'd see like way, from way back when I was gonna say describing s- like a demon I was gonna say psychedelic um yeah maybe biblical is the wrong word but uh maybe like mythology yeah maybe that's a better word yeah so the the album cover shows a picture in a frame and the frame is this, like old decayed kind of like gold gold painted frame picture frame um and the picture inside is this like it looks like a mannequin of a man fighting a rope and the rope has like frayed and latched onto him with its frayed ends um which kind of fits the title of the album holding on to strings better left to fray but the irony is that it doesn't look like the man's holding on to the strings it looks like he's trying to let them go um you can see on his left arm the 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 frayed string has wrapped around his left arm and he's not like he's holding it down with his right hand but he's like it looks like he's pulling away with his left hand that's been wrapped around. Yeah, you're right. Um, and so I don't know if holding on to strings better left to fray is so much a like a uh, a message about people like staying in shitty situations as it is like there are things about these situations that are holding on to you. Instead of you actively choosing to stay in these shitty situations, mm. there are things holding on to you that are keeping you in these shitty situations. Right, and you might, yeah, you might not realize it at first yeah. because it's it's not super tight. Yeah, but eventually it's yeah. holding on to you. Um. So yeah. So that gets us into the album. Um. Opens up with fur fur Q. Uh, as eh. as openers go, this is their worst one yet. Yep. Heavy, but kind of forgettable. Honestly. Agreed. Very. F- my only note was eh. Um, and so then this album, this album is their first, like, explorative album. Um, not, and it's not crazy explorative, but they do different stuff on this album that, um, just expands their sound a little bit. So, like, 
I think this the second song, No Resolution, they clean up the guitar a little bit. It's not so much that heavy, chunky chords as it is. Heavy, chunky chords mixed in with a clean guitar, uh, a solo in the beginning. Kind of cool. Um, I really like this song. This is one of the better songs. I agree. Yeah, it's it's lighter. Lighter, yes. Absolutely. It's not so like thick and menacing. Um same with uh even here and now is 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 again it's it's lighter. Yeah, yeah. It, like I my note here was like almost poppy. Yeah, I could see that. Um there's an interesting line in this song. Let me pull it up where they invoke the the name of the album. Um, oh, cool. Oh, where the fuck is it? Ah, yes. Uh, and I have been haunted by these things that I still have left to say. I'm weary of fighting this alone, so tired of holding on to the strings better mu- or much better left to fray. And I said, hear me now, here I- and ca- now I'm calling. A little, little odd, or not like odd, but a little ode here. Uh, yeah, I song, like that. To the album title, kind of wrapping it up. It is cool when they, when bands do that. I like it too. I think it 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 helps you kind of get a better sense of what the album's gonna be about when you hear the song that invokes the title. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we so talked about that. Foo Fighters did that with Echo, Silence, Patience, yeah, Grace. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. And then Twenty One Pilots did it a couple times. Oh, true. Right. Um, but yeah, here and now another good song. Country Song is the hit off this album. Country Song is fucking sick. So this is a little different, too, though. They open with this picky or plucky, yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Um, Like mock country tune. <laughs> yeah. It, like it, it, it feels like they're not really trying to play a country song. They're playing like a like a satire of a country song, like a rock satire. Of a <laughs> yeah. Song. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, And then. There, he's just kind of like singing at, at like this country cadence to it, and as he gets closer and closer to the chorus, it starts to pick up a little bit. You get some like background chords on top of the, the like the plucky guitar, and then the the chorus is just old good old Seether, hitting it hard and heavy. Um, and then the, in the verses, they always go back to the the plucky guitar. It's just this fun, like really cool, different sounding Seether song, um, that has nothing to do with country music. Yeah, it is cool. And and Sean said about this song, he's like, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't actually want to write country songs like the lyrics. Yeah. But he's like, it was fun, you know, playing around and, and making making our sound sound country for this song. Yeah. But it doesn't even sound country. Like, that's the funniest part to me is like, and again, they're South African. So, like, <laughs> I don't know how much country music they got going on down there. But, uh, yeah, this is just a really a cool, fun song. And it's one of the hits, man. I like it. Yeah, good uh good mashup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I do want to talk about the next two songs. Okay, you can so, hit the next one good and then I think the following one I'll be more active. Okay, yeah. So Masters of Disaster, I really like this one. Again, it's it's softer. This song almost reminded me of Shinedown. Yeah, yeah, I kinda got that vibe a little too. Bit. There's a few other songs I got that vibe in this album. Yeah, so some of the lyrics from this song, Leave me to heal on my own with those empty cool promises. You stole my dreams, y'all my dreams, I'm dead inside, please let me find my way home. I think it's a song from like a child's perspective of like getting like false promises from like your caretaker or, or parents and then having to deal with that and like the burden that it, it puts on you. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I haven't dug too deep into these lyrics, but that makes sense to me from, from just memorizing things. Uh, 
you stole my dreams all or you stole my dreams now all i believe is dead inside be quick now child and soil my bed with all your dirt i mean yeah. maybe maybe it's a, a a parent speaking to a child you know yeah i mean it could, i think it could go both ways um but yeah i was surprised this wasn't like a heavy screaming song when i saw the title yeah for sure <laughs> uh and uh, yeah, so tonight you want to lead off with what you got for that one. This is a really, really cool song. This is kind of in the same vein of uh, "Rise Above It." It's got that poppy, like upbeat sound to it. Yeah, more pop rock. Really, really cool. Like, I guess maybe it's not. No, this got some radio play for sure. This isn't a deep cut. This is just a really, really cool song from Seether. So this is one of the few songs that's positive and and uplifting. And uh, so Sean actually said he, this song almost didn't make the album. Um, but he woke up one morning in a good mood and he changed the lyrics from negative to positive, like on the song. And, uh, so he took it to the band later that day and they only had two days left in the studio. So he showed them the song and they, then they recorded it later that day. That's fire. Yeah. Uh, and the song is about, you know, feeling good and, and, and in love so much so that you want to yell it from the rooftops down. And, and that's one of the lyrics in the song. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they get this like poppy keyboard in the beginning and then at the end, uh, it's just a cool different sound from them. I love it. Yeah, this is this is a standout one for me. Yep. Um after that, I think it's just a lot of deep cuts here, so kind of pick your poison. Um uh, I think yeah. the next song or not the next song, sorry. Um Well, they do another ballad next. Pass slowly. Pass slowly is I think this is the only song on the album that is about his, you know, Eugene his brother that committed suicide. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's just this like heavy slow ballad um, yeah and it is some of the lyrics i won't let you fade away my friend so pass slowly and carry me down i re- remember me only when you're not around but they hit it with that like up uh up tune guitar through the chorus like it's a little heavy but they hit it with that up tune guitar through the chorus and it sounds sad like it's a sad like tempo but yeah definitely a, a good good sad song yeah 100 percent. um and they don't have many of these so appreciate it <laughs> Um, from there, I think they get into just kind of a a few regular old Seether songs like "Fade Out," this solid Seether. Yep. Um, "Roses." It's kind of got this like whistling sound in the beginning, which is a little bit different. Um, tuned up the guitars a little. Like I think this is in line with this album in terms of sound. Tuned up the guitars a little bit. Um, but I don't think it's anything special relative to some of the other songs in this album. Yeah, it was a it what yeah, it is a change up for this album. Yeah, this whole album is tuned up a touch. Like it's not the, the guitars aren't nearly as thick and and low tuned. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um th- th- I I'm sorry, one more thing on this song. This song had a a lyric that was a pretty eerie or I don't know, just you bleed on the sheets, whisper softly how you love the stars. Uh, I I think that this song is about an abusive relationship. Yeah. And uh yeah, save me even as you break me every time you rape me, leave me coming all undone. Mm-hmm. Just uh, this is one of those songs where if you're not going through, like if it, it's kind of hard to relate to unless you're going, you're through, going through it. Yeah, hundred percent. But he's always going through it. So, <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, like down, like I got here, it's got like a stadium rock feel. It just feels like you could play it in in, in front of eighty thousand people and like it would sound awesome. Um. Another ballad, Forsaken. Um, a little heavier, a little piano, um, but still ballady. Not one of my favorite ballads. So, yeah, so this song, I, I've got a couple notes on this one. So, some of the lyrics, I'll never believe in you again. I'll never for- 
give those things you said. Sean actually said this song is about coming to the realization when you're in a relationship that the only thing keeping you together is getting wasted or high. Jesus. And, uh, you know, once you sober up, there's nothing there. Yeah. And he said on his iPod, he has a 13-minute version of this song. Yo! That'll make a deep cut, or that'll make a, a B-track one day. <laughs> That's fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So you can tell it's, uh, it was a personal one for him. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it for me. I liked three of the four bonus songs, but none of them were like uh i don't know yeah none of them were like super standout i thought effigy was a like a fun kind of po- not poppy but like good solid way to like roll up this album um dead seeds is another one i said it had a pop punk feel um like that feels like that could be any number of your favorite pop punks artists like opening song <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Right? Like makes sense. Weird for them to throw that in there. I just I don't know where they get that influence from, but it's cool. Um but yeah, other than that, I think the rest of this album is pretty mid. Um Yeah, so not bad. Get into Isolate and Medicate twenty fourteen. Isolate and Medicate. So Sean Morgan actually said about this album, he took refuge in a small studio, uh had lots of red wine and odd cigarettes is what he said. <laughs> Uh, for, so for this album, he actually was isolated and medicated. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I like it though. Uh, I I really like this album. Yeah, opens up with a banger. See you at the bottom. Uh, yeah, the, open. the intro guitar is really cool on that. Heavy open, catchy guitar riff. This is a really cool open. Um, and then it gets into one of my favorite Seether songs, "Same Damn Life." Uh, feeling like you're stuck in a rut is is essentially what the song's about. Now I'm reliving my whole damn life, and it's a shame that I can't remember. And now I'm living the same damn lie, and it's a shame, but nothing's forever. Yeah, this song kind of opens with what you were just talking about, where it's like, maybe he was just sitting in his album, and he's like, fuck, smoke a cigarette, let the hair down, just let it out, fuck it. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, that, that is how the song opens. It just kind of feels like that. he was just sitting around, and he's like, fuck, I'll just write about this. <laughs> um, no, this is a really catchy song, cool song. Um not too heavy, not too low, just right in the middle. It's really cool. Yeah. The next song stand out for me too, Words as Weapons. Yeah, this has got a lot of radio play. I don't know how I feel about this song, honestly. Some day, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah, I, I, I like it. So Sean said, this song is about using words to empower yourself and not letting others bring you down with their negativity. Um, cool message. Yeah, cool message. Um, maybe strange music for Seether. Um, it just opens with him kind of like talking in like we talked about like I forget what band it was but uh like it, it sounds like sometimes the artist singing into the walkie-talkie that's kind of how it sounds at the yeah. end of this song too um and in the, he keeps repeating the phrasing all i want is something beautiful to say throughout the song yeah and towards the end he kind of starts like not softly but like softer screaming it um and that's kind of how the song wraps up um I'm not in love with the music here, but the message is cool, and I think the chorus is kind of catchy. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. Next song gets right back into old Seether. I feels it. It it feels like it's just got that classic like softish opening into a heavy chorus, and then back and then forth and then back and then forth. Um, kind of like this song. Decent Class- deep cut. Classic song about abusing or breaking someone down in a relationship yep yep 100 percent um other songs here yeah 
other songs. Suffer It All is a kind of stand out to me just with how heavy and fast it is. Um, Which one? Suffer It All. Oh, yeah. I, I like the chorus on that one. Yeah, I like the chorus there, too. Uh, good deep cut. Uh, we're all the way up to Nobody Praying For Me, if you want to so get into that. Nobody Praying For Me. The intro sounds like a Nirvana riff. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Again, back at it. I didn't put that down, but that's a great call there. Um, he's like softly talking into the mic and then really, really picks it up in the chorus. Um, it's kind of got that same like cadence as Words as Weapons, uh, but I just find myself liking this song a lot more. Cool. Yeah, song. so about this one, Sean said it's about feeling misunderstood. It's about how we feel we're losing our sense of belonging and our sense of culture and who we are. So some of the lyrics from this one. I'm the tree that falls that makes no sound. I make no sound because if I stand up, I break my bones and everybody loves to see a fall unfold. Mm-hmm. And uh, this song, he it's it's uh, he kind of strays away from his traditional like voice and cadence. It's yeah, it's what it's kind of that's kind of what I was saying where he's got the same similar cadence towards his weapons where he's like he's talking really low into the mic. Yep. Um, and then it picks up like all the way back to normal seether during the choruses. Uh, but the verses are all talking just like this into the mic. Da, 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 da. Um, you know, it's 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 different, but it's cool. The way he does it is cool. Yeah. Um. After that, a lot of well, well, there's one really good track at the end. Save today. Um, save today. The ballad. Yeah, I, I kind of like this one too. This one's a, a definitely a tribute to to his brother. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, and Sean had said about this, it's a song about missing someone that's gone and wishing you could have one more day with them. A hundred percent. This is a cool ballad. Um, almost sweet. He like he does a little he does a little bit different things with his voice here where he like really gets up into the high range a little bit. Uh, um <laughs> just not like for extended. Oh, times. I was just laughing at your oh. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ha ha. Um, clubhouse, ha ha. But no, the the lyrics from this are really are really cool too and I wish that I was strong, that I could walk away all this time I've lost. I feel the costs we paid. So save today the secrets that you prayed for and wait because mm-hmm. we deserve it so much more. So save the secrets that you prayed for. Awake. I'll see you on the other side. Very, very touching. Yeah, powerful. Um, There is a song on here that I think might be the worst track. Turn around. What, track, it, el- track number 11. Okay. Turn around. I just it it the cadence is off, the pacing is off. I I just couldn't get into this song. It must be bad. I don't even have a note for it. Yeah, yeah, not a good song. Um, burn the world. They they got a little more keyboard in here. Kind of another slow song. Not one of my favorites, but just wanted to note the, like the differences. They're trying things on this album, or not this album, but they've been trying things for a little while. And this is another one where they're doing a little bit different. Yeah. You um, want You got anything else? Weak. Weak is an awesome closer. Oh, okay. So, so this was on the bonus edition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, because I have I have this noted down for curiosities, rarities, and pariahs from twenty twenty one. Okay, let's save it then. Or or we can do it now. If okay. We want. Week is an awesome closer. Um, the keyboard is amazing on this, or whatever kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, it's kind of, again back to these songs where like he's he's slow and low, and then ratchets it back up into the chorus. Um. This is another one of those. Um, he does a great job here of throttling the scream to be not too high, not too low again. Um, and it's just catchy. Like, the chorus is really, really catchy. I love this song. Yeah. I just want to be alone when I get weak or I'm tired and afraid. When I s- 
sleep, all my dreams turn out the same. Mm-hmm. When I bleed, I relieve you of your pain. I can't believe you won't let me go. The the line, I'm tired and afraid. When I sleep, all my dreams turn out the same. That that's probably one of my favorite Seether lines. It's that, heavy. That's a cool line. Hell yeah. When I dream or when I sleep, all my dreams turn out the same. Yeah, that's sick. That's a really cool line. And that wraps up, well, at least the bonus edition of Isolate and Medicate. Moving on to Poison the Parish now. Is that the right? Yes. 2017. Awesome album name. Yeah. This is, a, it's an awesome album name and, and the title matches the cover really well. It's got this like, this sacrilegious rabbit on the front. Uh, it's kind of bleeding all over the album cover a little bit. Um, in like this red haunting tattered robe. Uh, with a cross on its chest, and then this, like, what kind of looks like a demonic, like, a scribbled-out circle behind it. Uh, a, another one of these, like, horror genre album covers that really, really fits the title well. Yeah, so Sean said about this album, a lot of the songs are him dealing with 15 years of being drunk or high all the time, and then coming out of that. Poisoning the parish. Got it, got it. Yeah. That's interesting. He said, I, I think I've reached a point where I still had love in my life. It was important to change some things and come out on the other side. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, this stoke the fire is a pretty cool opening. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy again, but it's it's a banger, dude. Um, it got a little bit of that Nirvana feel again here. Um, great way to open the album. Really cool song title as well. Hell yeah, yeah. This is another one of those gym songs where this comes on, you're like, oh yeah, stoke the fire, fucking badass. Let's roll. Um, yeah, great really, way to really open, cool song. Great way to open the album. Uh, betray and degrade. Just it's another one of their hits, uh, single off the album. Maybe not single, but one of the hits off the album for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, same kind of thing. Heavy, uh, hard. Like th- this album didn't really fuck around. They they made a conscious effort on this album and then Cvs Possum Parabellum uh, to get heavier. Yeah, I and I think most of the songs on this album for me, I think I had two songs that were like stand out. Most of these are just good, solid, good solid tracks. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of feel the same way about the next album um yeah 100 percent. like they didn't they got they got away from the exploration type stuff and just like they're we're doing see their song yeah um and so that's i guess maybe you'll have more notes than me for the next two albums um because of that like i i can only say it's hard and heavy so many times for the next two albums you know um although it does it's so it, it slows down a little bit with i'll survive um slower rock still yeah heavy. Me, what what track number is that four Oh okay, yeah. That was a, I. This is a good solid rock for sure. Oh, I, I I didn't love this one. I just yeah. I just want to note it because it was slower. There's not so many. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So standout songs for me. I I do like Count Me Out quite a bit. It's got a really cool, catchy melody. Heavy heavy song. Yep, good stuff here. Solid seether, not they're not deviating too much. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this this song kind of it deviates a little bit from the seether sound. It has a really sick guitar solo. Is sell my soul? Yeah, I do like the solo. Oh wait, sell my soul? Yes, I put that in there too. The uh, I I don't know quite how to explain the sound of this guitar, but it sounds like almost like a '90s like alt rock band, like a like an Oasis maybe. Um, it's kind of got that like distorted uh wailing sound to it. Uh, pool solo. Um. Uh, a little bit softer, stringy opening, but I mean, soft relative to like the heavy shit that's on this album. 
Yeah, and lyrically, this is one of their best songs, in my opinion. Uh, it's a confession of Sean's battle with depression, addiction, suicide in the family, desire, his desire to find peace and redemption. Um, some of the lyrics, and if you fall down and bloody your gown, get back up so you don't break down. Don't let him give you an excuse. Yeah. And then some of the other lyrics. Is it too late for me to sell my soul onto the devil? Is it too late for me to pray that God keeps you alive? It feels like the sun has gone and left me altogether for this bell its final chime. Yeah. Yeah. Cool song. Really heavy. Um, Let You Down, another one of the hits off this album. Moving back a little bit. Track five. Um, okay. Another one I really, really like. It's got a sick riff, catchy chorus. Kind of heavy. Not super heavy, but kind of heavy. Good song. Yeah, so I the lyric that I noted down from here that was kind of catchy. So say something beautiful. Say what you're keeping inside. This anticipation, I will only let you down. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Song about disappointment. Love it. Um, Other songs on this album. Saviors, a um, little bit different. They got the, the mix between the chords and the sharp notes kind of uh, battling each other. Yeah, so it's because the songs, are, it, can, it talks about people that claim to be saviors, but they're really just hypocrites. Mm, so that's gotcha. kind of why they have like the contrasting sound. The back sound. and forth, yeah, that makes sense. I like this as a good deep cut here. Talks about all the Joel's deeds of the world. <laughs> can I'll cut that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess towards the end of the year, I'm not in love with any of these songs in particular. Like I said, they all just kind of like. They all kind of blend together. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good album, just it doesn't like stand out. Good, not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this album and the next one, uh, for my rankings, they're they're. I mean, they're towards the bot. They're good, but they're just they're not as good as the yeah, other. Yeah, I guess uh, that's what I would say, right? Like, I don't dislike any of these albums. I just some are better than others. Yeah. So you know, it's well, I'll, I'll save it until for when we get to the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, All yeah, right. So I'll let you say this since I don't think I can pronounce it. C V Pasim Parabellum. Close enough. Uh, and I'm I'm no. I'm not fluent in Latin either, but this next album is Civis Pa Civi Passum Parabellum. So uh this reminded me of, of John Wick, because Parabellum is the, the t- part of the third movie. Did you do you know what the uh, the album translates to? If you want peace, prepare for war. Prepare for war. Uh which is another ominous sounding title that leads into exactly what we said. It's just gonna be hard heavy heavy seater for a lot of it. Yeah, really cool. Real again, another really cool title. Double album, twenty-two songs, thirteen on the first set, nine on the last. Um, some good stuff, some bad stuff, but nothing that really stands out either way to me. I've got a couple standout ones. I think you had talked about Wasteland earlier. That was a really good one. Yeah, I like Wasteland a lot. Um, let me pull up a lyric here because this so this kind of got that like mid level um ballad e but heavy it's on yeah towing the line this is another song about addiction so yeah you got it pulled up yeah i'm pulling it up uh the the chorus kind of goes this teenage wasteland of ours i feel too much this drug won't take on for hours i need this crutch say something da, da, da. that is the exact lyric i had noted down yep yeah yeah really, I mean, really cool that wraps it up entirely that kind of tells you everything you need to know um just a song about addiction struggling with it um it's kind of got this like just like it, it's a very approachable song musically it's not too heavy it just feels good when you're listening to it i don't also put it yeah the the next song actually has a a different kind of sound for seether liar wasn't a f- oh wait liar uh sorry is, I, is da- that the next song no I, dangerous is the next oh song. oh my bad 
liar, soft, introspective tune for that one. Yeah, it's about wanting to be more honest. Yeah, so again, that kind of we talked about this earlier, where lying is going to be like a theme we'll touch again and again. Uh, yeah, yeah, just trying to be a better person, trying not to, trying to be more honest with your, your relationships, people around you, everything like that. Um, it's a fine track. Yeah. Um, this album opened with "Dead and Done," and this is one of their heavier songs, which is a, a strong like foot stand on it. Yeah, they've got the. Distorted guitar and drums. Distorted guitar, drums, hard, heavy, fast. It's it's a banger. It's another one of their classic openers. Yes, yeah, this, this one is good for me. Not I don't know. It's just all right. Yeah, I mean it's not one of my favorite songs. It's just it's notable. Okay. Yeah. Um. On the first thirteen here, um, I like failure. Uh, it's got this like cool kind of catchy chorus with these low notes, low heavy notes in the verses. Um, mm-hmm little like slightly fast um just a fun deep cut for me i liked it um other than that here first 13 uh do you like written in the stone closer for this yeah i thought that was a cool closer it was weird that this like they closed off on a slow song um slower song you know what do you what do you think the the metaphor is because some some of the lyrics are because when it breaks down it's like it's written in stone and when it fades out i feel the pain in my bones it's like it's written in the stone um maybe something that like to the effect of like is how do i put this you think it's like you think it could be like a state of mind yeah i i I just i almost feel like it's a reflection on himself of being like this is kind of just who i am like yeah i've tried to change things i'm I'm actively trying to do better and sometimes it just feels like like this is just kind of who i am and i don't there's Mm. only so much i can do about it yeah, it's just kind of that stone. self self reflection. Yeah, yeah. Like no matter how hard I try, I, this part of me still is there. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that one. I either Feels way, like I, I I do like this song. Yeah, yeah. Cool, subtle little outro for the first thirteen. Good song here. Yeah, I uh, I'll have a little confession here. I didn't know there was a back thirteen to this. No, is there's it? a back nine. Um, I'll I'll talk about a few of them. What okay. would you ever do? Or what would you do? And will it ever end? Are the first two tracks here, um, both kind of slower songs, um, not super like standout stuff here. Uh, I like Feast or Famine a lot. That picks it up a little bit, a little bit heavier, uh, catchy chorus. Like Feast or Famine, they do an alternate version of Wasteland. It doesn't sound that different to me, honestly. Um, alternate version. That's one of the tracks. Uh, the next two tracks are maybe the most popular off this album: Leech and Deliver Me. Honestly, I could take or leave these songs. These songs were fine. Just good deep cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, on my way is a little bit different. It's got this like kind of alternate or like alternate distorted sound. Really, really cool solo on this song. Um, towards the middle end, really, really good song. Um, finishes out with "Leave Me Being Crossed the Line." Again, both of these are just kind of right in the middle for me. Um, nothing crazy. Um, and that wraps up the second half of this album. Okay. Yeah. So twenty-two tracks. Good, not great. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk about that compilation album, too? Yeah, I got a couple notes on this. So, so this didn't show up in mine necessarily, but this is another album they did where I think they put together a few songs from old stuff and then some new stuff. Yeah, so the album title is Curiosities, Rarities, and Pariahs. Uh, the album cover, I, I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming a pariah is some type of animal. Cause the no, no, that's an axolotl on the front. Oh, so A pariah is a, somebody like kind of like an outcast. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is a compilation album. Uh, it contains 12 songs that are either covers, B-sides, demos, or unreleased tracks from the band's previous work. Uh, this was kind of released to celebrate 20th anniversary. Some of the... So we had mentioned this, but we didn't talk about this. They covered the Seether, which is a uh, Ver- Veruca Salt. Yeah, Veruca Salt. Yeah, Veruca Salt song from 1994. Uh, and I, this said online somewhere that this was inspired by Nina Gordon's relationship with Dave Grohl, the song, Whoa. which was like a blast from you know a couple I, weeks ago. I'd have to dig into that a little bit. That's yeah, because the song's about uh, a woman who feels angry and frustrated with her partner who's hiding his... His anger, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can't yeah. fight the sea there. Duh, yeah, can't fight the sea. Oh, I don't. I don't know if uh, it was only on one site where it mentioned that it's about Dave Grohl. That, that's kind of an interesting little like tag on there. I I didn't even know he used to date the girl from Brook Assault. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. And uh, that's fun that they like after choosing to name the band Sea there because of the song. It's fun that they like twenty years later they got back to it. Did it. Weird with the male on vocals, but go ahead. Yeah, no, definitely. I I don't really have anything to add to that. I thought it was a fun tidbit. Yeah, go ahead here, cause I so I missed. Okay, you so you missed the second half of uh, C C V Param, Paysum. I didn't see this at all. So go so ahead. uh, hang on. I don't know if you heard that song, but it's it's a song from. It was released on the soundtrack of Daredevil from two thousand three. Uh, about trying to hold on to hope and love in in a dark time. Uh. Also, a song about kind of like feeling useless. One of the lines is, I gave my life away. There's nothing left to say. I gave my life away. You take it your way. So, I read somewhere that he, uh, Sean Morgan, wasn't exactly thrilled that this song was on the Daredevil. Oh, really? Yeah. He he mentioned that part of the reason they had a guitarist uh, back in the day that left the band because they were having a strife between him and Morgan. And part of that strife was that he didn't like that. His some of his songs were included on the Daredevil and the Punisher movie soundtracks with some of the art- other artists who he didn't necessarily respect. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> and so that was part of like one of the things they argued about is like the the guitarist was all in on it and he was like, "Yo, fuck this, dude! It's Daredevil. <laughs> it's Daredevil, bro. Yeah, but the, that that's the uh, God Daredevil was. It's not Ben Affleck, is it? Oh, I've I've never seen it. I oh yeah, know. no, it's it's either Ben Affleck or um, uh, that'll come to me anyways. But yeah, it's. It's widely regarded as one of the worst. Well, maybe not the worst, but it's it's a pretty bad movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> the one of the other songs on here, I don't know if if I don't think you mentioned this, but th- this was a song from the Japanese edition of Carmen Effect, uh, Blister. Well, if I talked about this one, so Blister's a song about feeling hurt or betrayed by someone you love and, and trusted. Some of the l- lyrics are, "You're a blister on a finger, and I'll keep you around just to keep you around." So it's kind of about a relationship where you keep things the way that they are out of fear that they might get worse, even though it's not going well. Right. And that's kind of this uh, strings better left to fray theme, too. Yeah. I, it's a cool song, though. Worth worth, worth yeah, checking I'll out. Check that one out. And then I think there's one or two more on here that I really liked. Did you talk about Let Me Go? Okay, so this was on the iTunes edition of Finding Beauty in Negative Spaces. Uh, 
about wanting to end a relationship that's become unhealthy. Um, but yeah, that was another one that I really liked off this album. Yeah, that's definitely something that was like part of that album's theme too, so that fits right in. Yeah, I got another a quick one. I didn't. This song was just all right for me. I didn't really care for it. Out of my way. This was a song featured on the soundtrack of Freddy vs. Jason back in 2003. <laughs> dude, why are they getting in all these big fucking mid-ass movies? Well, dude, Freddy vs. Jason, I mean, that has the Seether sound to it. I guess it does. I guess Seether is like the perfect band for Freddy vs. Jason. And, but and even Daredevil. Darede- Daredevil. No, is I a, don't know about Daredevil. Isn't he a darker superhero? Um. Okay, yeah, you're right, actually. He is a little bit darker. <laughs> uh Still, oh, God. Get, get these guys in, like, the Avengers or something, man. I don't know. They deserve a lot more credit than they get. Oh, and then we were going to talk about Weep. Yeah, talk about... Oh, do we not cover this? No, I covered it. Oh, you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I already hit it. All right. Uh, Then we're good. We can we can get into... Cool. Yeah, that wraps up uh, discography for Seether. So let's get into the... Um, top 10? Top 10s and uh, so, concert songs. Uh, let's start with top 10. I had a really hard time making my top 10 list. Yeah, I struggled a little bit. I had like a my top three or four kind of like solid, and then after that, it struggled a little bit. Yeah. So I had my top four locked down, and then I had like 15 songs to yeah. try and pick between for like the other six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think I did a bonus one here. Oh, let me just count this real quick. I'll just count this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got this, champ. Eight, nine. No, oh, no. Okay. So I did just do 10. All right. So 10 to 1, I have Tonight. It's uh one, one of the most uplifting tracks in their whole catalog. Same. Sell My Soul at 9. And then at 8, I was debating between Walk Away from the Sun and Rise Above This. I'm going to go with Rise Above This at 8. Okay. Breakdown at 7. Week at six, the gift at five, same damn life at four, fake it at three, fine again at two, and broken the original version at one. Yeah, we have a lot of the same songs in there, um, just kind of in different orders. Uh, and they're, they, I mean, all these songs are sick, so I, I'm not going to fight you. Just threw them in a different order than I did. I did leave out uh, Rise Above This, but that would be my 11th. Um, so at 10, I said already, um, tonight is going to be my 10. I uh, just tend to like it a little bit better than Rise Above This. Nine, Truth. Eight, Careless Whisper slots in there. Seven, Gasoline. Just hard, heavy. I fucking love it. Uh, country Song at six. Fine Again at five. Remedy moves its way up to four. Broken featuring, featuring Amy Lee at three. Only because I like Fake It and Breakdown better. Fake It 2, Breakdown 1. Um... That's a that, it's a tough distinction there. I, I mean, I love everything from country song up. I'm in love with, um, so it's hard to really like break those down. I guess, haha. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they just they their bangers are wildly, wildly bangers. Yeah, th- uh, you had a good list too. Careless Whisper for me was gonna be like twelve. Yeah. So right, not too much. Right there with you. I like a remedy. Probably would have been fifteen yeah. around there. I yeah. Mean, yeah, so I, I think we're we're pretty close there. Pretty close, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, you want to do your concert opener and encores? Or you want to do albums? I want to do albums. Let's do albums. Let me just, let me see if I'm going to make, nope, I'm going to keep this how I have it. Okay, so I'm going to go from worst to first here. I've got Carmen Effect is my least favorite album. Okay. And then CV Passim Parabellum, Poison the Parish, Holding On to Strings Better Left to Fray, Curiosities, Rarities, and Pariahs, 
finding beauty in negative spaces, disclaimer, and then isolate and medicate. Oh, man. We're going to have wildly well, different lists. L- let me just say, I did have a hard time between isolate and medicate and disclaimer. Like, yeah. I the top like four songs on disclaimer, I like more than the top four songs on isolate and medicate. Fair. But there's a couple songs on disclaimer that like needles and and there's a couple songs i just i didn't care for whereas yeah. isolated medicaid i was like all right i can listen to this album the whole way through i, I like every You're single good song with it right right yeah no that's kind of how i ended up with seven one isolate no sorry poison the parish at seven uh again it's not bad it's just not my favorite uh and then similarly cv possum parabellum above that at six same kind of thing um and then isolate mescate falls in at five for me it's just the sound is not as it's not like the hard heavy C that I like so much. <laughs> That's why I like it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, holding on to strings, better left to fray at four. Disclaimer gets in at three, and I think, you know, we talk about sometimes like it bands their first album feels a little bit raw and like un imperfect. Um, I don't get that feeling, and maybe that's because they released it a second time. Um, it just feels more polished than a lot of bands' first albums. Totally. Um, but I, so yeah, disclaimer at three, karma effect at two. Um, not that it feels more polished. It just feels like they've turned it up a notch a little bit for karma effect in terms of that hard, heavy, the classic Seether sound. And then finding beauty in negative spaces is, is a masterpiece. I just love it head to toe. Yeah. I, I don't hate that. That's great album. Yep. All right. Concert opener, concert encores. What do you got here? Um, yeah, so we're kind of doing this on the fly. Oh, let me go then. All right, all right. This this song, this is where I kind of got the genesis for this idea to do these concert openers, concert encores. Oh, really? Because a- as I've listened to these throughout the years, I've always said to myself, man, this song, if I see, see either in person, this is the song I want to see them play first every fucking time. Yeah? It's gasoline. <laughs> it just hits hard, heavy, crunchy, gets the crowd into a frenzy right away. Right. And, every- and everybody knows it. Like, if you're a Seether fan, you will absolutely know this song as soon as it starts playing, and you're you're just you're whipping it up. I love it. It's a perfect, perfect, perfect concert opener for me, for this band. Going to the encore, another song that everybody will know, starting up the encore, high energy, um, sing-along song, country song, opens the encore. Um, I, I think it's, it's fun, playful. People will be waiting for it after the main set. Great way to start the encore. Careless Whisper will be the second song in the encore. Um, because As I've talked about before, you put that little bit slower song in the second slot there in the encore, you can play around with it, stretch it out, skim it down, do different things. I think there's a lot of uh, things you can do there with Careless Whisper. And then we're going to close out with Remedy. Uh, Remedy has that like section at the end that I like that you can extend, you can mess around with, you can add in your, your ad-lib stuff. I think Remedy's a good closer for this band, but I struggle to find a good closer. I just... I was between a lot of different songs, honestly. I like that. Um, so for me, for an opener, I'm going to go with Stoke the Fire as an yeah. opener from yeah. Poison the Parish. That's another good one. Yep. Yep. A really, really good opener. And then for the encore, I'm debating between a couple here. I'm going to go with, all right, we're going to go Breakdown to start off the encore. Yes. Everybody, as soon as they hear like the, uh, what is that sound in the very beginning? It is just like a wailing guitar. Mm, let's see. Pull it up real quick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we're going to go broken, uh, whatever version they want to play. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think they'll have the women vocals up there. That's part of the reason I didn't put them in the encore. Is oh, I do okay. Like the, the Amy Lee version. So well, I, I find it hard to believe that they would have women vocals like ready to go. You know? Well, I'm going to put it as an acoustic then. Okay. And then they're going to close out with Fake It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that would be an epic song to close out on. Fake It might be another good opener song, too. But I still It's I'm, too popular to, do, to be the yeah, opener. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. God, yeah, fake it. That was one of the songs I was uh, considering for the closer of the encore, and I just it didn't quite have that like long close that I looked for. I don't know. I just did it. I think remedy fits a little bit better. Um, but fake it's an awesome closer because that's another one people have been waiting for all night. So high energy, yeah. high energy gets people going. Yep, great, good, great closer, great closer. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. I think that wraps it up for Caesar today. Yeah. So next week we're doing Matt Mason. And then the following week we're doing Stone Temple Pilots, and then next week I'll pick someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep the audience waiting. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, actually, no. I'm just kidding. The week after we're gonna do John Party. We're gonna do some country. Sweet. Mix it up a little bit. Well, I already know the one we're doing after that, but I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna leave a little tease for everybody. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um. No, but cool. Yeah, it's another good episode. Um. Thanks everybody for listening. Check out the socials. Flip the record pod. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, subscribe, follow, rate, review on on App- Apple or Spotify. Um, yeah, and we'll see you next week. Catch you on the next one. Thanks.